0: Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello sweet listeners and welcome to the In the Meadow podcast. I'm Victoria, your host. You can find me at Vic in the Meadow over on Instagram and this is a podcast where we talk about navigating adulthood. I'm going through my 20s and everything along the journey and that I feel like talking about. And today we are talking about growing older and what a gift and privilege that can be. As women, especially there's so much villainization and demonizing of women for simply aging, for getting wrinkles on their skin, for growing older and I need to dive into that first I want to talk about the fact that no one ever really feels like an adult I don't think A really eye-opening conversation that I had with my mom recently was talking about aging because she is turning the big six-zero this year. And I think especially with the pandemic the last few years, a lot of people that are at that kind of retiring age kind of blinked and were like, whoa, where did all this change come from? But what was jarring for me was when my mom was saying that she still feels like she's in her 40s. She often talks to my stepdad, her husband, and is like, literally, where have the last two decades gone? He doesn't emotionally or physically feel that she's entering her 60s. She feels like 20 years younger mentally in her head. That is spooky to me because I am already feeling that at almost 27 years old. And I think that's why I'm also pondering on this whole growing older topic because I am turning 27 in about a month, which I'm going to do a whole podcast of like 27 things I learned by 27 because I think that's cool. Registering how aging is affecting me mentally and how I'm feeling because I am starting to feel things that my mom is also feeling just on a different scale, of course, because we're at two very different places in life. But like I was saying, when she said that, it hit me that, wow, my mom is almost... 60, and I'm lucky my grandma lived to be, you know, 85, so I'm hoping there's some good genetics there. It is a reality check that your parents are aging as well and one day will not be here for a big chunk of your life. Of course, there's definitely people listening who have already lost their parents and have had to face that reality sooner than I have and probably a lot of other people have, which kind of circles me back to the whole concept that aging is a gift. It is a privilege that not everybody has to see the next day not everybody has that privilege to grow old. A lot of people don't see past 20, 30, 40, 50. I think the younger that you are when you rewrite that narrative that getting old is a bad thing or that you're getting uglier or the way your body holds fat is changing, which is also a big one that People don't talk about it enough, which we'll get to. I'm trying while I'm still young to rewrite that narrative. Something else I think about is how subjective the word young is. What do we consider young people? Because I used to make a lot of jokes and I still do sometimes of, oh, I'm so sore, I'm so old. No, you're in your 20s. If you are that sore, seek a doctor. It is so normal to have some aches and pains when you're rolling out of bed. You're not dying, you're not decaying. Your body is quite literally still in its prime for another decade at least. And making that mindset shift also has been really important for me as like a privileged checkpoint that know you're actually quite physically well and able, which is also a privilege not everybody has at my age. And that even people like my parents, they go on a hike every single day or a walk if it's winter. Again, they're almost 60, that is amazing. Our bodies are capable of much more than we give them credit for and what you believe and the words that you surround yourself really do become that reality that you think feel like I'm probably going to get some people that don't agree with that, but it's something that I have practiced and found benefit in. Now it's interesting because what I consider quote unquote young is still people in their 40s, specifically women, and we are going to be talking a little bit more about women aging in this episode because there is so much of that weird distaste for women aging in the media that is portrayed and pushed upon us. I want you to think about this, right? If somebody dies of breast cancer in their 40s per se, my first thought in my head is, wow, that is so young. But then when you're thinking about women in their quote unquote prime, A lot of women are led to believe that 40s is like past their expiration date of being desirable, which is total bullshit. And I hate that that exists. And I hate how many women are made to feel that way. 40 is so young still. It is interesting how unaware we can be of that aging process. I think back to when I was a child and you know, you're watching the TV and I remember sitting my butt in front of the little TV that my mom had in the living room and watching the Jesse McCartney Beautiful Soul music video on TV. And I was like, oh my God, so dreamy. But I'm like, this guy's so much older. Like, you know, what you're a kid. You're like, wow, these are like adults. He was like his early... 20s, maybe late teens. I don't have a great perception of how old celebrities were when I was young, because that's my point. They feel so much older, even in your teenage years, right? When you're watching all those like coming of age movies, like for me, it was like Juno, Superbad, kind of the Seth Rogan crew. And you're like, wow, these like older people are so cool. And then you reach your mid 20s and there's that shift where suddenly a lot of the popular celebrities are younger than you. You're relating a little bit less to like the cool people for the teens in the, you know, famous people world. And your interest in celebrities tends to switch as well. And now I'm like, oh, I see why when I was younger, my mom loved Sandra Bullock and loved Angelina Jolie those were people closer to her age that she could relate to. It's just weird how that shift kind of happens without us even realizing, for me at least, like I was just pondering that and I'm like, yeah, that's so weird how that shift happens where I vividly remember thinking, oh my gosh, these people are all so much older, so much cooler, they're even, they're in college, and then you actually go to college and you're like, not how the movies plays it out to be, could pass, could pass. It's just so fascinating to me how that sh- these shifts just happened in our lives And we don't realize until we reflect back and it's kind of too late. And we're like, whoa, where has this shift happened? It's interesting too, because I was watching some videos on aging and what elderly people are saying that are, you know, in those last few years of their life about their life and about the aging process. Because I like to do a little research before my podcast. I like to immerse myself in the world and the content. But so many elderly people were saying that their 40s were their favorite period of their life, which is interesting because I then watched people that were in their 40s, the early 40s, saying that they thought the 30s were the best years of their life and that they're so excited now to live their 40s and experience what that can feel like. And of course, again, like nuances, as I talk about in all my podcasts, life looks different for everybody. Everybody is handed a different hand of cards. What is the saying? Dealt a different hand of cards. If you know me, this is like a little aside. I am so bad with those little sayings. I feel like there's probably a word for it, like the the needle that broke the camel's back or whatever. I can never remember them. I don't really understand them. I'm not sure what that's about. If that is something you experience as well, I'm really curious to know because I don't get them. I try and use them and I never get it right. Anyways, so I thought that was really interesting. And it makes sense because as you're getting older, you're gaining more knowledge, you're gaining more peace. If you're lucky, you're gaining a little bit more financial freedom and financial stability, although in this economy that feels daunting. But even if it's not where you thought you would be, I am still far more financially stable now at 26 than I was at 19. That's not even a decade difference yet. Okay, so... I'm going to backtrack a bit and go back to what I was talking about, like demonizing women for aging and talk about kind of the, the physical appearance side of aging and how the media has messed with our heads as women about this topic again, this is the media's portrayal, not my personal beliefs. When we think about magazines and commercials, or even when you walk into Sephora or go for a facial and talk to an esthetician, men are considered silver foxes as they age. Who do we usually see these silver foxes with? But younger women. Women age and they are pushed anti-wrinkle and anti-aging creams in their early 20s already. Why do we think the hype around skincare exists? Sure we all want great skin but why is that so we don't get wrinkles and signs of aging on our skin and on our necks? I don't like it and it's something that has literally pushed me farther away from skincare and I have such a simple routine now of just cleanser and moisturizer or a serum if I want even more moisture. I I just don't need all the bells and whistles. A good sunscreen and hydrator is really all I give a shit about because capitalism and consumerism is not getting me got by making me feel like I'm not allowed to age. A great example of this is Jennifer Aniston. Men love her, women want to be her, but why? It's because every article we see and everyone's always like, wow, she looks like she hasn't aged a day. She looks great for her age. She looks the same as she did 10 years ago why are we rewarding people for that the fact that that is the main kicker that people are drawn to jennifer aniston for is so toxic honestly don't get me wrong i love jennifer aniston i loved rachel and friends i think she's an incredible actress i love everything she does but i love that because of her and her ability to act in her career and her talent not because she looks quote unquote so young And yes she's she's beautiful but she's beautiful because she's beautiful. She's not beautiful because she looks 10 years younger than she's quote unquote supposed to be. I hope some of you can maybe catch yourself if you are feeding into that narrative in the future when we're talking about you know celebrities, influencers, people you know even in real life saying, oh, how good your skin looks or things like that. Again, there's nuances there that can definitely be a compliment. But when we're talking about it in the sense of saying someone looks so much younger than they are, it's just weird. Anyways, back to the skincare chat, women aging. Women who are growing older or maybe have more wrinkles and fine lines on their face are seen as undesirable, often less respected by people in the workplace. They're labeled bitchy. I don't even want to go into all the words and stereotypes, but especially if you work in a corporate world, I'm sure you know, just put in a very different box than men of their age and composure would be put for acting the same way. Women are expected to age and look younger, be more docile, essentially fit the male gaze. And fuck that shit. I hate it so much. And I hate how much as women, it warps our minds. Of course, there's people that do it for themselves. Do not get me wrong. There are so many people want to look good because it's how they want to feel. But I also invite you to unpack mentally why you feel that way, because there is so much media influence in those people as well. Of course, as women, if you're a woman listening to this, you're probably thinking of a bunch of older women that we look up to that are celebrities or scientists or writers that we think are amazing and we don't villainize them for aging. That is because we are women. We are not men. We are not the media. And again, nuances this is total generalization. Of course, there are awesome men out there. There are awesome publications out there. But you cannot disagree with me that the general conversation around women in capitalism under consumerism pushes anti-aging and it's how they get so much money out of women and them being their primary markets as well. Even thinking shapewear, right? As we age, our body holds fat in different places in our body. That's a normal, that's a healthy thing to do. Or if you've had a baby, our bodies are holding fat in different ways to protect ourselves, to protect our uteruses. Our bodies are changing and consumerism is pushing us to fight those changes with things like shapewear with things like those diet laxative teas with all oh my gosh the Kardashians are notoriously bad for this with how they advertise on Instagram despite the fact that they have paid hundreds of thousands if not millions of dollars to plastic surgeons that they're saying oh this weight loss tea and this weight loss lollipop and my skims compression dresses are what make me look awesome. It's feeding you lies and a false reality that you need to look like them. I think it'll be really interesting to see how we naturally and organically felt about ourselves if like in a crazy world the media and social media and the internet didn't exist because so many times I'm in a cafe or out for a walk and I see a beautiful you know older woman 55 plus with natural long gray hair smile lines that show she's lived a beautiful life with lots of emotion and I think wow I would be so lucky to look like that one day. I've noticed that I have more of these positive feelings towards people that look differently than those we see online as I spend less time online. And I know that sounds weird as somebody that is online for like part of my job. There's something I notice is that those of us that work in like the quote-unquote influencing creator space spend the least amount of time online. And when I was quote-unquote building my pages, I was online way too much. It was super unhealthy, super toxic. Those people on TikTok that are like, follow all these trends, post this many times a day, don't do that. That is how you hate yourself Are headed for a mentee bee. End up being like everyone else. Just be yourself. Have strong limits, have strong boundaries around technology because I feel so much better about myself and my life when I'm not constantly surrounded by outside influences telling me how I should be or comparing myself. Until I have healthier boundaries around that control and my surroundings on social media, I cannot have unlimited time online. It's not good for me. Anyway, circling back around, just filling our online spaces with more positivity. Mashing not interested on any advertisements or influencers that are pushing the anti-aging conversation. Boosting women up for aging. Another interesting conversation that I had, as somebody in their late 20s that is currently separated and going through a divorce, all the other people considering getting a divorce or that are getting a divorce flock to you. You become the divorced friend. And honestly, I love it. I'm here for it. I love seeing people moving on to things that are more aligned for them, even if it really hurts in the moment. Seeing that space open up for them to have something that will do so much better for them in their lives and have somebody that cares about them the way they deserve is awesome. So I I never mind being that person if you need somebody to vent to or relate to. But anyways, my point is, in the past year, I have noticed a lot of other people around my age, late 20s, early mid 30s, talking to me. And I had one person recently who, you know, was like, oh man, like, I'm just so scared eventually to have to date again because I feel like everybody, like, there's no one left single at this age. Like, I'm so old. Who's gonna, who's gonna want me? My head, I'm like, are we in the same conversation? right? Are we in the same room right now? (laughs) Because early 30s is so young still. A ton of my friends are early 30s and not married yet. But when you're married, you tend to have other married friends. Like the, the lifestyle kind of shifts you into other married people. I, it's something weird that happens. I think it's similar to when you have kids and suddenly you're friends with other people that have kids because they just get it. You're at a similar place in life. So I think people can forget that not everyone is married by their early 30s. That you are still hot shit. You are smart shit. You have learned so many valuable life lessons. There's so much value that you can bring to the table in being divorced. And I know that might sound bananas to somebody going through it. He was like, really? Because I feel like it makes me a failure or undesirable. Hell no. You now have life experience that not everybody else has. I think it is important to value those positives that come from this. Aging is naturally going to have life lessons we learn through experience that not everybody else will experience. And I think there's so many other awesome people out there around this age who would love to go dates. Like it sounds so funny to me because I'm like, no, like this is such a great time in your life to be dating because you know what you want and you are still so, so young. So many people out there, whether you're interested in men or women who have just been establishing themselves and haven't even really thought of dating until their late 20s or early 30s. Or maybe they've also had something similar happen and now you both really know what you want. Hopefully you're both going to therapy to unlearn any you know toxic feelings that you're holding onto and be your best self. Like I said, where it gets trickier and something I cannot speak to yet, because I am a very young person. Person in my late 20s is people going through divorce later in life in their 40s and 50s, where I did talk about the fact that often men are aging and it's so easy for them to move on and, you know, find a younger woman that wants to be with them. But it's a little bit harder as an older woman sometimes because older men want younger women. And oftentimes, older men, if they've gone through divorce or something, are maybe jaded or not doing the work that the women are doing to better themselves and work through the emotional trauma. You can literally look at statistics of who's going to therapy, statistically putting in the work. Uh, but anyways, like I said, that is a topic I just can't speak on and a topic where I can say, you know what? I don't know enough. I don't have that life experience. I can only speak to what I can speak to before anybody else that is young and whether you know it's divorce, separation, or just a long-term breakup. before you're, you know, mid thirties, you are so young. There's nothing to worry about. I promise you. And it can feel so scary when I first, you know, was going through my separation. It felt like the end of the world. I was like, my life just started over. No, it did not. (laughs) Like I said, there is so much you realize and have to just go through at your own pace. But, you know, considering what you bring to the table now with all of that life experience and all of the things that you know you want for yourself now that you put up with that you will not put up with again. And in that time, you can learn how to be a better partner as well for when you do move on. But anyways, this isn't the divorce cast. So let's get back on track. So the next thing I want to talk about is just all of the wonderful things that we get to do as we age. One of those being breaking and healing generational trauma. Now, this is important whether you want kids or not. I think it is so healing to be that person in your, you know, family lineage that is breaking those generational traumas, those parenting styles that are toxic, that maybe made you the way you are and made you jaded. And you can go do that work to ensure that those, you know, parenting styles or communication ways are not being passed on to other people and stop those patterns and create a life that is healthy for you. I think it's really cool that we have the tools to do that. I wish it was more accessible. Therapy is not affordable or accessible to a lot of people, but there's even so many great online resources out there. And I see people every day online doing the work rewrite those narratives and to create a life that is safer for them one of my instagram friends their like instagram at is they are sam they have a podcast as well Not, i'm just gonna plug here because i have so much respect and admiration for them but i think it's called feeling soup or the soup feeling soup i believe podcast anyways they are Sam on instagram check them out they write a lot about the trauma that they're healing from from with their family and, you know, cutting out certain family members, the boundaries around um, dealing with their parents who they essentially have to parent sometimes. And they have a lot of really powerful words on breaking that generational trauma. And they're doing such an amazing job. And like I said, I just have so much admiration for Sam. I love logging onto my feeds and seeing my friends doing the hard shit because it is such hard work to do and it can seem messy and it can feel messy. But I just hope anyone going through it knows that there's people like me watching from the sidelines, cheering you on, that are so proud of you. But That's a really cool piece of aging and getting older is having the opportunity if you have the mental capacity to work through those traumas and generational traumas to ensure that it stops with you. There was a quote that I found in my little research the last couple days to prepare for this podcast, and it was that with age, your eyesight may get weaker, but your ability to see through people's bullshit gets stronger. And I really loved that one because it is so true. I think about how I felt even in my early 20s versus now, and there is so much more quiet confidence that I carry myself with am so much more at peace with who I am, what I bring to the table, and what I want from my life. Even just in my personal style, for one, I wear what I want to wear. I'm not scrolling through my social media feeds, seeing what the trendy pieces are, which there's no, no shade if that's what you like to do. Point here is saying that I'm not feeling like I need that external validation anymore to wear what other people are wearing so that I quote unquote fit in. Wear the kooky shit. Buy the lime green Crocs. Use the purple eyeliner. Be whoever the fuck you want to be. Who cares what other people think? That is the quiet confidence that I love about entering my late 20s. I just don't care. I just don't care. As you don't care, you build that confidence that other people see. So I have this quilted coat, a lot of you probably know about it, that I got at a local market. And it's like a bright like pinks and yellows and greens quilted coat. And it's a loud piece. It's not something a lot of people would wear. It kind of looks like a wearable blanket because it is. Anytime that I wear it out, you know, I've been in chapters at Christmas markets around the holidays, there's always people. And it's usually older women that tap me on the shoulder and they're like, you look stunning. That piece is incredible. You look glowing wearing it. And those are the compliments I love so much. And I think a lot of women can probably relate to this. The compliments that come from other women, they hit differently. You're all on the same team. You're just like, there's so much magic in women supporting women because when we're younger, we're taught to like tear other women down. And again, it's portrayed in so many movies and TV shows and all the competition about who's the quote unquote prettiest or who's doing quote unquote the best or the best grades, such a nice shift in adulthood. Of realizing that it's not a competition and getting to cheer your friends on. I'm sure everyone listening, regardless of your gender, knows how awesome it feels to see your friends doing cool shit. And that's something else in aging and adulthood that I think we need to celebrate more is celebrating our friends' achievements and milestones, aside from just getting married and having kids. Because that is such an old school way of shaping and thinking about life. Celebrate your friends. Celebrate your friends when they get new jobs. Celebrate your friends when they get a new puppy or a dog. Celebrate your friends when they move into a new apartment or condo. They go to therapy and get a diagnosis and are actively working through mental health issues, celebrate them, pop over with some flowers, pop over with some donuts. So much beauty, especially in friendships with women as you're aging. There is so much magic that we bring to the table and create our lives and shape our lives when we're celebrating ourselves and our friends and creating those found families with each other. Anyways, that could be a whole other show. And I do want to do a friendship podcast one day because I have a lot to say about the wonderful things of Found families in friendships. Now, back to the quiet confidence. Another thing, like I was kind of saying already, is just not feeling like you need that external validation. As you're aging, it's like, well, I'm going to do what I want to do and I don't really care what other people think, whether you're painting your bathroom green or quitting your job before you find a new job because you've had enough with the boss who's making you feel uncomfortable and putting you in a toxic workplace. I've heard this just gets even more beautiful and riper with age is just not caring what other people are thinking about what you're doing and the life that you're carving out for yourself. Something else that I noticed with this quiet confidence is just feeling more quiet about my opinions. I was a very, very loud opinionated younger person, young adult. (laughs) I was in high school and college. I had a lot of feelings. I was very active in environmental clubs and uh, feminist, the feminist movement per se. And I still am super passionate about those things, but I don't have the energy to go to the protests. I don't have the energy to make all the social media posts. I don't have the energy to have those conversations with a lot of people. And that's okay. And I'm really grateful for the people that do have the energy. But I I just don't. I'm at peace with not feeling like I need to convince other people to see the same viewpoint as me. Whether that's something, you know, big like feminism and equality, or small, like saying that Starbucks is better than Tim Hortons. just don't care. Everyone is so allowed to have their own opinions, as long as your opinion isn't harming anyone or hurting anyone. But I just don't care. Even in conversation, there's so many things people will be talking about and getting heated about that I can see that I would have been triggered by or heated about before that I'm just like, well, why do I care? I don't need to convince or prove myself to anyone. I don't even know how I feel about a lot of things. So many things online and current events happening where I just don't know enough to have an opinion. And I think that's okay. And I think that's really responsible to do as an adult rather than just talking out of your ass is saying to someone, even in a real time conversation, you know, I don't know enough about that to have an opinion. Or, you know, I just just don't think I know how I feel about that. That kind of relates to last week's episode where we talked about urgency culture and just not expecting people to have an answer instantaneously. You can take time to think about how you feel about things and to form an opinion. And in aging, that's something that I've really noticed about myself is I just don't care as much about a lot of things. And if I do care, I'm cool because I have mentally figured out how I feel about that and I don't feel the need to convince other people to see things the way that I see them. And I'm sure there's a lot of people that are older than me listening to this that have a lot more wisdom to share. And that's awesome. The great thing about, you know, just existing is life isn't a competition. We're all allowed to bring our own thoughts and feelings to the table. If you're older, you can be thinking, oh, wow, she's so young. She doesn't even know half the things that are coming her way, whether great or bad. And that's okay. That's awesome. I just like to share my feelings online to make other people feel less alone bring a new perspective your way and uh, let you into my brain a little bit. One other thing I wanted to talk about is, again, kind of jumping back to women in the media and portraying women getting older. We, we just don't see as much of it in the media as a positive thing. But One that I really loved and have found that a lot of older people really love is Grace and Frankie on Netflix, which sadly came to an end. But that was a show that I loved. And I joke to my best friend all the time that one day we gotta just be Grace and Frankie's when we're older. If we're old, I would just love to live in a house with my other like elderly best friend and just do life together. That sounds awesome awesome. I love the way Grace and Frankie portrayed that. That's something that my mom loved as well. So my mom, she was born in the 60s and she's not hip with technology. I know some people that age are and that's cool. And my mom's best friend is probably about 10 years younger than her. So she's a little more hip with technology. But anyways, my mom's best friend was like, Mary, have you seen the show Grace and Frankie? Now my mom and I used to share a Netflix account. We've since canceled because if you live in Canada, you know, you know, my mom's best friend was like, okay, well, let's just watch some. Come over with some wine. Let's watch Grace and Frankie. And my mom said they watched like four episodes and she was so hooked. And then, you know, I showed her how to watch it on her TV at her house on Netflix. And she enjoyed it so much. And she kept just saying, it's so nice to see other older women being portrayed in a TV show and like the realities of like menopause and incontinence and all the things that happen as women age that a lot of people just don't want to talk about because it's not quote unquote desirable or sexy. And it's so weird how the male gaze has just led everyone to think that women have to just only be this like magical feminine figure for them to admire when it's like, no, we are humans as well. It's so important to talk about the things and changes that happen as we age so that we don't feel so alone and confused and in the dark and shameful as we age and those things happen. I really love that we're seeing a smidgen more representation of aging in women in the media. If you have other show recommendations like Grace and Frankie, I would love to know because I am so sad that it's over. But that is what I have today. I know this was a bit of a shorter episode, but um, full disclosure, a little life update, I guess, if you care. I don't usually throw these in here, but... I, it's been a bit of a spotty past couple months. You might have noticed I missed a week of my podcast, which is not exactly how I wanted to start things out with this project. However, if you're new, I deal with chronic illness, uh, etc. I was feeling very not so frugalicious, and I honestly don't know what's happening right now. So I'm having some very, very not great um, digestive GI issues issues that I'm really not going to get into detail with. Been in incredible amounts of pain and fevery sick feelings. The better part of a month and when that mixed with my period the week that I missed an episode, I I could not function. And as somebody with severe emetophobia, which is fear of throwing up, when I'm feeling hot and fevery and sick to my stomach, that brings on a lot of anxiety and panic. So it was just Not a good time and I needed to take that time to rest and not put pressure on myself to get everything done on my list. That's something I'm currently figuring out and some episodes might be a little shorter than others because my well-being might deteriorate quickly while I'm sitting here filming and then suddenly getting pains searing in my abdomen. So with that being said, I'm okay. I have a doctor's appointment in a week or two. Things will get figured out. They always do. This isn't new for me. Lots of health issues seem to pop up, pop down, and I try and manage them with what I can. Anyways, um, I'm hoping to stay more consistent and keep chatting with you guys because I really love this. And I have so much love for those of you that listen to this podcast and especially the ones that send me a DM on Instagram after the episode and let me know how they feel. I also really, Really appreciate those of you that share screenshots of listening to the podcast on your story so other people can hear about it. This is something that is a platform that I'm super comfortable talking on. I tried the YouTube thing. It's a little scary. Being on camera is just a little scary, but the podcasting world is so cool. And I'm somebody that loved podcasts since a young age, you know, commuting to college because I didn't live in the city. I went to college in. I'm a podcast girly. And I'm so happy to be here. And I'm so happy that you're here. This is so, so cool. Just thank you for being here. And again, my usual spiel. You can find me on Instagram at Vic in the Meadow on TikTok at VicSauce. If you feel so inclined, leave me a rating. Click, you know, whatever stars you think this podcast is worthy of on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I think you can write reviews on there too. And send me a message. Let me know what you thought of this episode, your feelings. I would love to hear it. And I will see you next Sunday.